0: Good morning, everyone. It's nice to see you all this morning. Uh, My name is Kobe Pulse. I'm the associate pastor here at Cameron United Methodist Church. Uh, It's nice to see folks gathering together and uh, being here. Um, Some folks we haven't seen for a while joining us again on Sunday morning. And uh, it's just nice to be here. Um, We want to welcome all those that are joining us on Facebook, on the radio, podcast. However, you are joining us this morning. Welcome. Welcome. Just ask that uh, as we come together, that we uh, center ourselves, as we come bringing ourselves, not just in the presence of each other, seeing each other's face, but in the presence of God to join us and be with us this morning. Let us all experience his love and grace as we come in worship, as we come in receiving. Amen. Let's all stand and please join us in the singing of our first song, Build Your Kingdom Here. come set your rule and reign in our hearts again increase in us we pray unveil why we're made come set our hearts ablaze with hope like wildfire in our very souls holy
1: spirit come invade us now To worship that is on the screen. Okay. We have come from the darkness and desire to be in your light. Come, Lord Jesus. Church is waiting. We kneel in your weakness that we may rise in your strength. Come Lord Jesus. We church is waiting. We gather together, bearing our doubts, our fears, and our fears. Come, Lord Jesus, your church is waiting. We come with empty hands and open hearts, searching for your grace. Come, Lord Jesus, your church is waiting.
0: lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation I turned to
1: Of everyday life, and hope that we may hear your words. Speak, Lord Jesus. Your servant is listening. We have calmed our hearts and cleared our minds that our focus may be on you. Speak, Lord Jesus. Your servant is listening. We are here waiting peacefully at your feet. Speak, Lord Jesus. Your servant is listening. Amen.
0: so Dan will uh will be back next week. Um, yay! <laughs> He'll be back next week, and I believe, now don't quote me or write this down in pen anywhere, I believe he's planning on starting a study on uh, the book of Genesis, the first 11 chapters of Genesis, which I'm looking forward to, because Dan always brings a very unique perspective, you know, to Scripture, and so uh, I'm kind of excited to hear his perspective on, you know, Genesis. That's a very familiar book, so I'd like to I'm pretty excited about that. So, uh, But this week, we are in John chapter 15. Um, we're going to begin in verse number 9. This is Jesus speaking, and he says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus is encouraging us. He's saying that the Father is pouring his love out over Jesus, and Jesus is taking that same love, and he's pouring it out over us, that we would all be in this great love, growing uh, with Christ and growing in love with one another. Um, He's saying, and just as, as I'm pouring this love out on you, your joy may be complete. He doesn't say... I'm pouring love out on you so that you can be happy all the time. But that there's this joy inside of us, this complete joy that whatever it is that's going on out here, whether it is bringing us happiness or whether it is bringing us sorrow or grief, there's this this joy of knowing exactly who we are in this world, that we are children of God, we are friends of Jesus, we are these people uh, that God is blessing, pouring his love and grace into and sending us out to show his love and grace, right? No matter what's going on, we have this complete and perfect joy inside of us that cannot take away who we are and who we have been created in his image. So Jesus says, this I tell you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You know, an employee at a business doesn't always see the big picture of the company, you know, that the, maybe the CEO or the owner, they've got this certain plan, this agenda. There's a, a bigger picture to everything that happens down at the, you know, at the, the lowest levels where the, all the employees are doing the, the hard work and the labor. They don't always see the bigger picture. But Jesus says, No, you're not this employee that I'm saying, just okay, go do some good somewhere. No, he shares with us the bigger picture. There's something bigger happening. Every little act of kindness, every little bit of love that we show and share is a part of something bigger and so much more grand than just our normal everyday life and what's happening here. And Jesus has shared that with us. So he says, you aren't just employees or normal servants or slaves is actually, I think, the word that he uses here. He says, no, you are friends because I've loved you and I've poured this love upon you and within you. And I've shared with you the bigger picture that you are a part of all of this that's happening. And Jesus says, I've called you friends for everything that I've learned from my Father I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other is the word of our holy God given to us to guide us and direct us in our everyday life to live for Him, and we say, "Thanks be to God." Amen. So, you know, love is such a uh, it's a, such a large encompassing word. There's a lot of things that fall under, I think, the category of of what love is. A lot of little things that uh, that add to, um, you know how to show love. What are we supposed to do when we love each other? Jesus tells us over and over and over, love, 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 love. And there's a lot of little things that go into or fall under what classifies as love. And Paul in Colossians chapter three kind of gives us some of those um, things that that fall under this. And these might sound familiar. Dan spoke from these a few weeks ago. Chapter three, uh, starting in verse 12, Paul says, therefore, as God's chosen people... Holy and dearly loved. Well, that sounds kind of similar to what we just read about Jesus, right? Jesus said, you don't choose me, I chose you, that we are his chosen people. He chooses to show us love. You know, you can't choose who shows love to you. You can only choose who you show love to, right? I can't choose for you to love me, but I can choose to love you and hope that you return that love as well, right? And that's the way it is with God. God chooses to love every single one of us. But it's our choice if we want to return that love to God and to live in that love with each other. That's our choice. So we have this, you know, God's chosen people is what it says, but that's what makes us God's chosen people is that as God chooses to love us, we choose to love God in return by faithfully following and obeying the the teachings of Christ and By following that command to love one another. That's how we become God's chosen people. That we follow Christ and love one another. It's pretty simple-ish sometimes, right? So Paul says that we are these chosen people, God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Christ says, I command you to be these chosen people, showing love to one another. So how do we do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Paul goes on and he tells us, Some of the ways that we're supposed to show love to one another, he says, with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. The NIV says, bear with each other, to bear with each other. The New Living Translation, I love the way it says it. Instead of bear with each other, it says, make allowance for each other's faults. I like that, that if I allow you to have some faults, and you allow me to have some faults, then we're going to get along, and the love is going to remain, right? If we have some some, space between us, or maybe the better word is some grace between us, I allow you to be imperfect, and you allow me to be imperfect. When something happens, instead of harsh words and condemnation, maybe there's love and grace to build each other up. And so that, not so that we stay imperfect, but that we help each other grow stronger in love, stronger in grace, and that we won't make those same faults over and over again, right? Make allowance for each other to be imperfect so that we can build each other up towards this perfect love in Christ. And then he says, and forgive one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. These little things that we've got, these little ingredients, these little elements of love that we have, put them all together with agape. Agape is just a a general, unconditional love that desires for everyone to experience that joy and that love of God and have that relationship with God. It's just a general love for all people. That makes us it's so important that it's it's what completes it all. It's what brings it all into perfect unity. So we've got these these kind of ingredients, we've got these elements of love that, that Paul gives to us in the Colossians. And and each one of these is is a way of showing love, right? If you if you show compassion to someone, then you're showing love to that person. If you're patient with someone, you're showing love to that person. Each one of these is one little element of what love the grand idea of love is actually tends to be and so he gives us these little elements but again what if they're more like ingredients for love if they're if we're trying to build something we're trying to make something with each one of these little pieces if they're an ingredient so we take compassion and maybe we we throw it in the crock pot of life, right, And of, of our life. We got this, our life is this giant crock pot, and we throw compassion in there, and we throw patience and kindness and gentleness. We throw all these little things, or ingredients, we're throwing into the crock pot, right? And then we sprinkle agape. Agape, that kind of sounds like a seasoning, actually. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like something emerald, remember emerald? Something, something emerald, bam, some agape in there, right? It sounds like something he would do, um, but all these things are in this thing together, right? And we're sprinkling in our, our concern for others to have joy and well-being. All of this together, and it all cooks up together, and what we have is love soup. That's what you get. When you mix it all together with your desire for others to have joy and well-being in their lives, your concern for others, it's love soup. That's what you get. So, the thing about a recipe, though, is for the recipe to be right, you have to have every ingredient, right? I mean, chili with no chili powder doesn't taste right. So you have to have every ingredient for it to taste right, for it to be right, and it's the same thing with love. For our love to be complete, we have to have all of these ingredients. Paul says we have to have all of these virtues. I mean, you can't have kindness and no gentleness, right? If you're showing kindness to someone, but you're completely rude about it, it doesn't come across as kindness. You can't have compassion without humility. Trying to show compassion for someone, but it sounds like you're just trying to build yourself up and make yourself look good. Well, that doesn't seem like love, does it? You've got to have all of these together. And for love to be complete, it takes all of these ingredients, especially forgiveness that's probably the most expensive of the ingredients because it costs us the most to give, right? To show kindness doesn't always cost a lot. To be gentle about something, to be patient about something, it doesn't always cost us much, but forgiveness, that costs a lot, doesn't it? To truly forgive someone that has hurt you in a deep way, that has harmed you in a horrific way, to truly forgive someone, That costs. That's a piece of us that we are giving away. But it takes all the ingredients for our love to be complete, especially forgiveness. Now, the cool thing about these ingredients or these virtues is that we already have them within us. They are already there because we were created in the image of God, and these virtues are the image of God compassion is the image of God, forgiveness is the image of God, all of these things. God is love. Well, if these are all little pieces of what love is, and God is love, then God is these very things. That is the image of God, and that is the image we are created in. Therefore, we have these things within us already. Now, some of them might be a little weak or sickly. (laughs) Our patience may not be quite what it needs to be. Some of them may be just dead altogether. But they are there nonetheless. And as Christ pours his love over us, our love is restored. Our love is resurrected so that it may be complete. As Jesus pours his love over us, these virtues that are weak and sickly within us become renewed and restored. The ones that are dead completely are resurrected back to life. So now our kindness has gentleness. Now our compassion is done with humility. And now maybe those people that we're never, ever, ever going to forgive, well, they just might be forgiven after all because we're living in this love that is being poured over us and Christ is reaching into those characteristics, those virtues that God created us with, and he's restoring those to be what they are intended to be. We remain in the love of Christ that we may have this complete joy, this complete love growing, growing, growing to share with one another lacking nothing, that our love would be complete. So Jesus says, remain in my love, abide in it, live in it, exist in my love with all that you are. Stay in my love, and above all else, he says, love each other. Now, sometimes Jesus is pretty specific in the way that he says to love others, right? Sometimes he says, love your enemies. And we can kind of point to who we don't get along to, and we can say, okay, I know who he's talking about. I know he's talking about this person. He's telling me I'm supposed to love that person, right? Or sometimes he says, love your neighbor. Well, here he says, love each other. And that doesn't seem quite as specific. It seems kind of more just general. Just love each other, right? Well, actually, do you know who he's talking to here in John chapter 15? Do you know who the audience is when when Jesus actually spoke these words? This is not... 5,000 men plus women and children eating fishes and loaves and this huge crowd on a hillside, and he's talking to them. It's not that story. And this is not where the masses of people crowded around him so much that he had to get into a boat and push out away from the shore just so he could talk to everybody. It's not that story either. This is in the upper room, just Jesus and his disciples. He's sitting there with the future church. That's who Jesus is talking to here. Right before this, Jesus washed their feet. He had a meal with them where he broke some bread and poured some wine. Not long before this, Judas left the table, and Peter was warned that he's going to deny Jesus three times before morning. This is that night. They're in a room at this very intimate meal, this tender moment, and he's looking around the room, and he says, Love each other. He's talking to the church. You love each other, support each other, take care of each other. Now, just to be clear, I don't think he's saying that you need to love each other and forget about everybody else. Because of all his teachings, that's obvious that Jesus is not saying forget about everyone else. But specifically here, he's saying, church, you love each other. Take care of each other. Make sure each other has what they need. Laugh with each other. Cry with each other. Build each other up. Support each other. Whatever's going on in your life needs to be going on in my life as well. We're doing life together in the love of Christ, right? Right? So Jesus is talking specifically to the church, to love one another, because I think the reason for that is, if we can't get love right inside of here, why would anybody outside of here want to be a part of it? Might be kind of the idea. You know, inside the church is supposed to be, we're the body of Christ, but it's supposed to be this idea of God's kingdom come on earth, right? Right? This perfect love existing between us, where there is no judgment, there is no condemnation, there's no putting anybody else down because of silly little things. Something's too loud, something's not loud enough. The chairs are different than they used to be. Pastor's shirt isn't even tucked in for crying out loud. <laughs> I got a belly, I don't like tucking my shirt in, I'm sorry. But you know, these little things, it's no, we're in this together. This perfect, complete love is supposed to exist right here. Because if we can't get it right in here, those outside of here don't even want to be a part of it. But if it is right in here, if it is right and it is complete and we love each other and we support each other and when you mess up, I say, I understand, I get it and I help you to hopefully not mess up again, and hopefully you help me to not mess up again, right? If we can get it right in here, all of a sudden the people that are not a part of this want to be. All of a sudden someone who is lonely sees the, the, the way our fellowship inside of here thrives, and they say, I want that. I need that in my life. I need that fellowship. Maybe someone who's in the most desperate places of life see the way that people are are welcomed and encouraged inside the church, and they say, I want to draw near to that because I want to be welcomed and encouraged. You know, families see the love that exists, and they say, I want my kids in this church because I want my kids to know there is love in this world, and they're not going to find it out there. There is not much love, if any at all, outside the church in this world. There's a lot of other things to find. And they might call themselves love, but it is not. Where are they going to find true, real love? I I hope they would find it here. With God's people, remaining in the love of Christ so that our love, our compassion, our kindness, our gentleness, our faithfulness, our generosity, our forgiveness, is growing stronger and stronger, becoming more and more complete to where it is perfect just like God's love through Christ is for us. We are the church. We are this body of Christ, and Christ is this perfect love. So we are supposed to have perfect love, right? One body in Christ nourished by love soup. (laughs) That's what God's pouring over us, what Christ is building within us and restoring within us so that we would truly be Christ in this community for those, not just for those, for us, but for those that truly need Christ in this community. You are created in the image of God, and within you are all these ingredients, all these elements, all these virtues. I pray that you are living so fully in the love of Christ that those virtues that are dead or weak are being resurrected and renewed every day, that your joy and that your love may be complete. Amen. As the choir comes forward, I'm going to ask if you would please join me in this uh, prayer on the screen. Now, having been strengthened by your love and grace, send me, Lord, your friend is ready as you have appointed me to go and bear everlasting fruit, send me, Lord, your friend is ready. Realizing all that I am in your love and in your image is all I will ever need. Send me, Lord, your friend is ready. Amen. Well, I thank you for listening to me these last couple weeks and not throwing anything at me. That was nice of you. Um, (laughs) Dan Dan will be back next week and uh, start a new new sermon series Um, for now I ask to be blessed by the music of the choir So go forward in the love of Christ. Live fully in his love, that your love may be complete. To share with others, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, go in peace. Amen.